Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. You know, each day in the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you guests and have discussions that will just challenge the way you think, period. Challenge the way you think. Some days it's just about workplace. Some days it's about practical things in life. And today, it's about both. So Martha and I had a conversation last week about, I'm dreaming of a stress-free marriage. And really, we talked a lot about priorities. And really, that's all we talked about. That's right. For it was all hour. about priorities. All right. But this is a special edition of the I Work For Him show. And it's going to be broadcast, of course, as always, around the world. But today is bring your parents to your radio show day. <laughs> and I have in studio John and Marie Brangenberg, my parents. They gave birth to me. And every day since then, they've been going, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> Dad, welcome to the I Work For Him show. Hi, Jim and Martha. Martha and Jim, glad to be here this morning. Mom? 
Welcome to the I Work For Him show. Now I finally found out what it looks like. I've been listening on the internet from Arizona every day. Uh, I wish you a Merry Christmas, Martha and Jim. Thank you for having us on today. Oh, it's fun. We're, they, they said they don't want to say anything after I greeted them, but we'll see. Because I think the topic will get going. They'll go, hey, I got something I want to say. Because my dad is great at, at getting on. Well, I learned my soapboxing from my father. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I learned the counseling stuff from my mother. So it, it'll be a great discussion. But Martha and I want to take what we did last week and review it a little bit, because not everybody got to listen to last week's show. But what we talked about was how do we reduce the stress in our lives? And it's easy. It's a biblical solution. And it's described in this verse. Actually, these three verses. Matthew 11. Do you want to read them? Sure. Awesome. Go ahead. 28 through 30. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that's our Savior speaking. And when he he's, he's describing... What it is to be a Christ follower. He doesn't say he's going to reduce your stress. He doesn't or, or eliminate your stress. He just says, listen, if you follow me, everything's going to work out all right. You know, I love where he says um, you will find rest for your souls. How many of you out there listening today, two days before Christmas, could use a little rest <laughs> for your souls? We drug Martha out of the bookstore today, kicking and screaming, going, do you realize how busy it is two I days before Christmas? customers it, it is it's crazy and, and as we're all you know we just heard in the news that 97 million people are out there on the highways traveling this weekend <laughs> have a good time i'm staying at the beach uh you know it's crazy it's just crazy how many people are out there and i'm sure right now as you're sitting in traffic i'm glad you're listening because we've got some really cool stuff and what we, we want to lay out for you today is just a review of god's priorities how he originally designed us to live our lives and then we really want to transition that into how you as a family can create core values that will help you lead this stress, not stress-free life, but a less stress life by making good decisions according to your priorities and according to your family core values. Do we have this all figured out? Yes. As a matter of fact, our children are perfect and our marriage has been flawless. <laughs> no, we're trying to learn this ourselves. So we're right there with everybody. <laughs> yeah, And that's really the beauty of it all. This is, you know, this family core values, the, the priority list is for everybody. Everybody, this applies to everybody. But mm -hmm. as far as your family core values that we get into a little bit later in the show, that's really very specific to your family. That's right. But this is a perfect time of year to be looking at it because a lot of people are looking for a fresh start or a better way or a new way to do things. And this is something that we think will really help that. Instead of going on a retarded diet January 1 or January 2, because you really need to lose weight, if you just would reduce the stress in your life, you'd probably lose some weight anyway. You feel better, that's for sure. Absolutely. And that was just my way of saying, I'm not going on a diet, but I am considering going Mountain Dew free for the month of January. For my listeners out there, I'm considering going Mountain Dew free for an entire month. That's right. It's a, it's a topic for prayer right now. <laughs> it, well, maybe for you it's a topic for prayer. I don't know. I, I, I am Mountain Dew free today, and I'm still like this, so... I find I mean, that when you're it, just fun every day. I just think that when I'm out and do, I talk, I think so fast, my lips can't keep up, is what the issue is. That's a problem. 
It is a problem. All right, so let's talk about priorities. What we talked about last week. You know, last week we were still like nine days from Christmas. Now we're, you know, two days from Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about this is the way God set it up. And, and really he laid it all out in the garden. In the garden, as he created Adam and Eve, he created them for relationship. He, and he spent time with them each and every day. How do I know that? Because I was there. Didn't you watch the video? No, because it says in the scriptures that Moses wrote down as God dictated the book of Genesis to him that when Adam and Eve sinned, they hid. Why? Because they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Well, how did they know that that's what the sound of the Lord was walking in the garden in the cool of the day? Because they'd heard it before. Before. Mm Mm-hmm. And they heard it before because God was intentional in investing in that relationship. And that's why he created us. He created us to have relationships. And each one of us today is born with an emptiness that only... See, Mom, you want to say stuff, don't you? My mom's giving me the look like, I want to say stuff. I've got her mic muted just in case. I don't really. Just so you know, they're listening to everything you say, Mother. You know, God, (laughs) I distracted myself. That's fun. All right. When God created us for that relationship, but each one of us is born into sin. And we've got that emptiness inside of us that we try to fill with all kinds of stuff. Martha, what do we try to fill it with? With busyness and with other relationships and with good and bad things money possessions money, stuff baked goods mm-hmm. mountain dew At christmas that's easy to christmas all oh yeah all those, all those <laughs> things that you, you try to you, you think they're going to bring you happiness but they don't really satisfy the only thing that satisfy satisfies is a relationship with our heavenly father and that was made possible by what jesus did on the cross and then rising from the dead so our number one priority in life is god our number one priority it, it's ahead of everything else Yes, that is number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was dead but space. That was dead. We're not supposed to have dead airspace. I know. All right, but what, what, how do you demonstrate that God is number one in your life, Martha? What, what do you do? Well, make him a, a part of, well, not just a part. He should be the first thing um, on your priority list as far as how you spend your time. Um, yeah, Buck sh- Jacobs said it's just a 23 hour day because the first hour of the day is the Lord's. That's what he said. I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I totally adopt that. I don't necessarily do it every day. This morning, I argued with the Lord from six until seven, saying, I'm not getting up. So so it was his. It was it his. Was All argued I, was, I argued with him. I'm like, I'm not getting up. I'm not. You cannot make me get out of bed. <laughs> but it is. A, it's a good it's a good starting point to, to be thinking like that. But. All right. So but if you're dreaming of a stress free marriage and you're dreaming of a stress free family, how does having God as your number one priority? How does that help? Well, like we're going to talk about later is that it helps you in making decisions, because if he's your number one priority, then the things that you fill your time with and the activities that you're involved in should revolve around your number one priority. And that's God. So it helps you to decide how to spend your time. And the bottom line of what we're talking about is the fact that that should reduce our stress because we're making decisions based on what we've agreed is what we want to see in our family and in our marriage. You know, it is, it's tough making the priorities. It's tough really making God a priority. It's so easy to jump out of bed and just run, 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 run. It is so much better for us if we would just stop. And start our day with the Lord in prayer, reading time, journaling time, Bible reading time, journaling time. Because if we make time for that, we have enough time for everything else in the day. 
I mean, you, you can constantly go day in, day out, and run, 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 and never get everything done. But it seems like the days that start them right, I usually have enough time to get everything else done. Hmm. What about you? Well, you've told everybody. I jump out of bed, and I get started with my day. So. <laughs> She's the energizer bunny right from the get-go. So this is an area I struggle with. Um, I like to read my Bible at night. I like to... Um, spend the end of my day that way but I do agree that the days that I start it that way I'm way more focused on God being a part of everything that I do so you know it says in Luke 10 27 love the Lord your God with all your heart all, all your soul all your strength and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself that describes the priority of putting God first all right so if God is number one and again I went a little slower than we should have probably because I want to review this and move on to core values but if God's the number one priority then your spouse is your number two priority mm-hmm. but your number one ministry so you got God is your number one priority your spouse is your number two priority but your number one ministry it's assumed that you're marrying a Christ follower so it's your number two priority but your number one ministry and then comes the children and yes those are separated martha why do we separate those we'll get back to you when we come back from the break martha's going to tell you why your spouse and your children are a separate priority all right we got a special edition of the i work for him show bursting today at the seams bring your parents to work day that's what it is right honey that's right bring your parents to work day have them on the radio but they don't want to talk but they're in studio my mom and dad so if you've got anybody to blame they're right here if you want to call into the studio line and tell them what a great job they've done 855-265-2929 855-265-2929 if you want to tell my parents how great a job they've done by raising me Call into the studio line and let them know. Everybody needs a little words of affirmation. I was going to say, is that the only thing they're allowed to say? That's right. We don't want to hear any criticism, just the good stuff. All right. We're talking about we're talking about priorities. God needs to be your number one priority. And if you're talking about, you know, I'm dreaming of a stress-free marriage, right? That okay. Good. All right. So God being your number one priority. Now, my mom said in the break, she goes, but God's your number one priority, then yourself is your number two priority. But mom, I disagree a little because I think that until Andrea, I've had no Mountain Dew. The, the, uh, that by making God your number one priority and investing in that relationship with your heavenly father, you are, you are putting yourself in that position you're already you're doing the best thing you can do for yourself by investing in that relationship with your heavenly father it's if that relationship is going well that that is true but you have to do it intentionally knowing that you have to have yourself together before you can minister to your spouse and then the two of you as the primary relationship in your family can relate to your children and so don't forget yourself it's very important that you are maturing and that you indeed are in line with God. God is present with you all the time, wherever you are. Mm. And those are really good words if they're heard properly. I think the thing that we're very sensitive to is if you tell people that self is their number two priority, what they hear is, okay, it's okay okay for me to go spend time for myself and go get a manicure or not that that's bad but it becomes very selfish in our society so making sure that the intention of focusing on yourself is to grow in your spiritual maturity amen that's the priority not to just dote on yourself which our the society the culture hears that so that's i think where where we are just cautious in how we word it but good points Self can be a bad 
four-letter word. <laughs> so be careful how you use it. <laughs> oh, that's hey, good. And I, I, I from just, my just so you know, I was right. I got my mother to talk on the radio. Okay. All right. So if God's your number one priority and you're investing in that relationship with him, and that is a two-way relationship, then your spouse is your number two priority and investing in that relationship, being very, very intentional. And Martha, I said before the break that you were going to tell everybody why your spouse is a different priority than your children and your spouse is more important than your children. That's right. And one of the, and the reason for that, the reason that spouse is number two and children and family is number three is that I love how somebody worded it the other day. They said, um, you have your spouse first and you end up with your spouse spouse after the kids are grown. So the whole idea is to still have that very important relationship with your spouse as being um, the the primary worldly relationship so that you together can be in ministry or doing whatever God's called you to do, um, even through volunteer work, you're doing it together because you have a common relationship. And one of the things that's really important about the kids being the third priority is that they see the parents having each other as a priority, and that creates incredible security for the kids, and they know the boundaries, they know that there's stability in their home. It doesn't mean it's perfect, but they know that mom and dad are committed to each other. Mom and dad love each other. And that's so important. And more than anything, my biggest pet peeve is it lets the children know that the world doesn't revolve around them. What? That's right. It doesn't well, revolve around the kids? No. And, and because we're graduating too many kids from high school and too many fr- kids from college where it's always been about them. Then they go into the workplace and it's not about them no. anymore. In fact, it's really not about them at all, probably in their first jobs, right. especially. And so parents, if you're going to do a great job, mm-hmm. you need to let them know that they're not the most important thing. And your family life should not revolve around your children. It should revolve around your Lord and how that works out. And you, you've got to have time for your your spouse. You've got to have time for your kids. A certain number of activities are acceptable, but a, a tremendous amount of activities is ridiculous. But the most important thing, and mom and dad will tell you, the most important thing you did, and Martha's mom and dad did it too, the most important thing you did was you made us have dinner together every night. Most powerful thing you did because that's what's missing in today's society. And that was powerful because that was the place where we talked. That was the place where we sometimes we argued. A lot of times we giggled that that one time over the cheesecake with Aunt, Aunt Celia that, that that night. I'll never forget <laughs> that night. But the, so it was a powerful experience, even when you had to eat lima beans. Well, I cried over the lima beans. Well, then that, the, <laughs> I spit them out. Also, I, I put them in my yeah. cheek and I got caught. Throwing them into the yeah, it was I spit them out and I got in trouble. My brother narked on me. Yeah, that's what brothers are for. Oh, if you're listening, Johnny, I'm still a little bitter about that. <laughs> okay, all right. So, but the, the priority. So, so God number one, your spouse number two. That's if you have a spouse. If you don't have a spouse, then obviously they're not number two. God is your number one, and then you can jump right off to your family and then your work. But if you have a spouse, God, your spouse, your family, and then your work and ministry. Keep in mind, your number one mission field is your children. It's not all the stuff you do. God is not impressed with all the activities you do at church. He's in, he wants you to focus on leading your children to Christ. Mm-hmm. I was just listening um, this weekend to Dr. Dobson's new release of his um, lifetime Legacy of a Lifetime videos. And he talked in there how even through his kids' teenage years, they prayed daily for their kids' salvation, or not their salvation because they were saved, but their spiritual walk because they knew that every day was a part of of growing and becoming who they were going to be as adults. And I thought that was so powerful because he said that it was all about 
um, praying for their kids' spirituality. Okay, so if we talk about these priorities and, and keeping things in line, and really, we're trying to reduce stress. And you've got this great book that you picked out uh, by a lady named June Hunt. Yes. All right, so I think now would be a great time for us to break for our book highlight segment. That's awesome. Each and every day, brought to you by... Karis Christian Books and Gifts. That's right. Karis Christian Books and Gifts have been part of the Largo community for almost 30 years. Unbelievable. March, right? Yes. Celebrating the whole month of March. We're going to have every show live from the bookstore. Really? No. Then I wouldn't have to commute. Yes, you wouldn't. It would be... (laughs) Anyway. Okay. So located in the center of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Ulmerton Road in Largo, their 2,400 square foot store is open to the public seven days a week, except this week they're closed on Christmas. And the day after We're Christmas. closed a lot between now and New Year's, so check our website. Praise the Lord! My wife's coming home! I'm so excited! <laughs> so that website is... Check them out online at shopcaris.com. That's shop, C-H-A-R-I-S dot com. Be the first person to call into the studio line at 855-265-2929. 855-265-2929. And you can share a word of affirmation about how much, how, what a great job my parents did in raising me. And then also, win a copy of this book, that Martha's given away. Complimentary of my wife, Martha, and Karis Christian Books and Gifts. All right, the book today is Stress, How to Cope at the End of Your Rope. Mm-hmm. This practical and encouraging book by June Hunt shows how to spot and avoid the symptoms of stress, manage stress, and find refreshment through God's Word. It includes a stress test, stress management techniques, and practical tips for stress relief. As well as 17 practical recipes for stress-reducing foods. For Christmas. For Christmas. No. No? No recipes. All right. Listen, call into the studio line, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. And remember, you need to read this book. Hollywood ain't ever going to make this movie. All right, so as we said, you know, God's your number one priority. Your number two priority is your spouse. And again, investing in a relationship with God invests in yourself at the same time, because if you're really close to the Lord, you're actually a pretty cool person. Your number two priority is your spouse. If you have one, your number, but your number one ministry is your spouse. Your number three priority is your family, your children, but your number one mission field is your children. And then work and other ministry happens after that. But Martha, the areas that that cause stress, you know, money, communication, kids, work, sex, in-laws, in-laws. Of course, you've never had any problem with your in-laws, have you? No. <laughs> Actually, you know, when you were talking about people calling in and saying what good job they did, you know, I was thinking about the fact that I am sure that they prayed for me before they ever knew me. So here I am. Well, they did a good job, too. (laughs) 32 years later. Wow. Okay. Well, and they were there. They were there the night that I found out about you moving to Minnesota. When when Jim Bender and Nathan came to our, it was incredible. They they, I, they were walked down memory lane. Though. It was okay. Listen, so right. when we come back, I really want to talk about that transition and how us creating and choosing family core values can help us to reduce that stress by really being intentional on here's what stands for our family and these core values, or as we call them, decision filters. Every time we've got a decision to make about adding an activity or making a major purchase or going somewhere, we put them through these decision filters. So it helps us say the magic word. No. Because well, it might be yes. 
It might be. But a lot of times we have more opportunities we need to say no to than yes yes to. That's correct. All right. So when we come back, that's what we're going to get to. We have extra extra time. There's no music playing. (laughs) He wasn't coding you. All right. Okay. So listen. So that's what we're... God, your number one priority. Your spouse, number two priority. Your family, number three priority. Your work and your ministry, number four. Hey, but we still got a copy of that book to give away. 855-265-2929. 855-265-2929. Get a copy of the book, Stress, by June Hunt. We've got live and in studio today the very people that gave birth to me 48 and a half years ago, my mom and dad, and and we're having a lively discussion, although they're just listening. But they're here today, and I'm proud to have them in here. So if you want to call in and give words of affirmation to my parents and what a great job they did raising me. Our discussion on the break is very lively. It was. It was. <laughs> but dad said he's not going to speak in the microphone. But my mom brought up something very, very good. Mom, you said something really awesome. You said... How are you tying this into work? And this is a workplace ministry show. I'm like, that was very nice to be redirected by my mother. Mm-hmm. That's right. To keep you on task. The whole point of talking about priorities, God style, you know, with, with really the way God designed it. Because if you've got your relationship with your Lord in the right spot, number one, your relationship with your spouse in the right spot, number two, the relationship with your children in the right spot, number three, then your work life is going to be amazing. Because if you've got things in the proper priority, Everything else starts to fall into place. Mom, is that what you were trying to say? Absolutely. You'll be much more successful at your workplace if you're stress-free and relaxed and you don't have to worry about problems of home. Right. And the thing I say on the radio all the time, nobody ever is lying on their deathbed going, boy, I wish I'd work more. No. No. I haven't met anybody like that. No. Or heard about them or read no. a story about them or anything. No, that's right. They boy, I wish I had more money. No. They want another day. Yep. And they want. They always say, time. oh, I just wish I'd spend more time with my family. Yep. So here's your chance right now. This week. That's right. T- how about tomorrow night? Awesome. Go to church together. Go to Ooh. a great Christmas Eve service together. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Because mm-hmm. there's one at just about every corner. Yes. That's right. There's, there's, there's a place for you. Every church out there has a service or two or three or four or five over tomorrow. And so you can go and get take your family to church and then just spend a day. My recommendation, a, a great day, this could be a decision filter for Christmas Day. Make it a no cell phone zone, except for that scheduled time where you're going to talk to your relatives all across the world. Right. But since my brother doesn't get out of bed till noon, that's six o'clock our time, we can have no cell phones until six o'clock. There you go. My wife. Well, everybody has Martha's to be giving me a look. Well, I'm full of excuses in my head, but the but the point is is well taken. That's right. This is not. I mean, it's fun to take pictures. It's fun to post things on Facebook and stuff. But really, to just invest in those that are at your table, those that, that are there, whether they're family or neighbors that don't have family in town or whatever they are, to just really invest with who God's given you on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, to spend together and um, invest in those relationships. And making God the priority and all that. i That's what I love about um, Christmas is just that there's no doubt that the focus is Christ. That's right. It's right at the beginning. Christ Mass. That's right. That's right. Okay. And, and just to show how much, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm a firm unbeliever in evolution and I am a firm believer in devolution. And I can prove it last night. I posted on Facebook, on my personal Facebook page. Really, we should have posted it on I Work For Him to show how much <laughs> the world has degraded my parents who are in their very early 80s 
were both sitting in my living room playing on their iPhones. <laughs> while we're, it was just unbelievable. Was great. They, they always say, well, we want to be like our grandkids and our kids are always on their phones. So they both pulled out their iPhones and are pulled, looking at emails. And, and did you see my dad's comment? He no. said, don't interrupt them. They're probably talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so unbelievable. Okay. We're talking about priorities today, but Martha, how is it that we can create core values as a family, create decision filters, another word for core values, so that we can make sure that we keep our priorities in line. Because that's really that's really key to all this. It is. Um, being able to have a set of standards or decision filters, core values, whatever you want to call them, that you go to when you are trying to decide to add an activity, to where to spend time, what to do, whatever it might be. It's got to start with prayer. You have to pray about it. You have to decide what what do we want our family to be about. And then we have a list of decision filter ideas that help us to, um, you know, be able to start making those decisions. Well, I, I, and I love what you say. I mean, really, in a business, if you're deciding your core values for your business, you start to say, how do we want to operate our mm-hmm. business? What are the things that drive the decisions that we make? And those usually come from the heart of the owner or from the heart of the leadership team. And so really, at what we're saying to you, mom and dad at, at home, or if you're a single mom or a single dad, what do you believe in? What is it that, that you really care about and that's the beginning of creating these these core values. Now, we don't have a really cool book on family core values, but we do have a book on reducing stress. And we haven't given our copy away yet today. Mm. So if you want to call into the studio line, forget you don't have to do the words of affirmation thing. But we do want to give away the book today. <laughs> Complimentary of Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Call into the studio line, 855-265-2929. 855-265-2929. We'd like to hear from somebody new today to win a book and help reduce your stress. We'll get it to you right after Christmas. They're causing stress by not calling in. That's right. They're causing me stress. And they're distracting. <laughs> All right. So that question is, so you ask, what do you believe in? What really matters to you? Mm-hmm. What values help govern how you live your life? And what do you want to pass on to your kids? You know, that deciding... Um, all of those things up front, which is something that a lot of people just don't take time to do. I know we we didn't really think a whole lot at the beginning. Of, we just wanted to have a family. I know what I'm going to get from my father. A bunch of polo shirts. Golf polo shirts. He's going to pass it on to me. Oh, that's not oh, what you that. meant? <laughs> <laughs> no. What do we want it to look like for our children? What what baton do we want oh, to pass on? Oh, we're not talking about passing on stuff. We're talking about passing on values. Values. Okay. That's All right. right. Just want to get redirected. Okay. All right. So these core values. Can you give us some examples of some great core values? Yes. Um, some that I pref- I'm I tend to turn towards is number one, honoring God, um, being involved in things, making um, activities that I know are going to be honoring to God. So give me an example of that. You you brought, when we spoke to the moms at Heart Group at Indian Rocks, mm-hmm. you, you brought up a great example of how we can honor God. Well, I was just saying that if um, somebody asks you to, maybe we want to go out on a double date with another couple, we don't know them very well, and they say, hey, let's go to this movie, and it's R-rated, or it's foul, and you've read the reviews. That's a really simple decision for us to make, to say no, or to redirect, because that is something that we've decided we're not going to do. We don't want to fill our hearts and minds with foul stuff, and it's not honoring to God. So we could either say, no, let's go to this other one, or, you know, 
spend our time some other way that's more valuable. But turn that into a core value or or, or a decision filter. Well, I mean, well we that, know that it, it's, it wouldn't be honoring to God. Okay. All right. So we say... That's a simple one. So it's not, does this activity well, like, honor God? Correct. Does this conversation honor God? Does this purchase decision honor God? Does right. this, I mean, does this relationship honor God? So you're just saying everything about it, does this honor God? Right. That's a good one. Everybody should have that one. I think it's a, I think it's a, a core, core value, if there can be such a thing. <laughs> so it's a super high up on the list, super duper core value. That's right. Got it. Okay. All right. So So, another one I really like is, um, does it benefit our children in the long run? Specifically when you're talking about family, is being involved in five different sports in three months really going to benefit our children in the long run? Does being involved in five different sports in 12 months really benefit your child? But but I was just exaggerating to make a point. Oh, okay. So, but the, the fact of the matter is sports can be good. They can learn a lot. It can keep them active. It can teach them about cooperation and all those things. But in the long run is right now making this decision to involve my child in something going to help them in the long run or is it just going to stress them out so mm-hmm. that's another just another core value uh, i love that so number your number one honor god number two benefit does will this benefit our children in the long run now obviously if you don't have children that's not going to be one of your core values but you know, is it one of the ones I like? Is it necessary to the health of our marriage and our family? Because a lot of times mm-hmm. we add things mm-hmm. to our lives. Like we've we've had to make many decisions over the last twenty eight and a half years. Even before that, when we were doing ministry together, being engaged and just dating. Is it going to add value or just detract value? Right. Because it's they're so demanding. I mean, ministry is very demanding. There's so many good things to be involved in, but being able to to pick what is actually going to add health to our marriage or our family. Those are those should be at the top of the list. Proverbs 4:26. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Do you run your business day to day without much thought to planning? The Lord has a plan for each one of us. He doesn't float from day to day playing it by ear and making it up as he goes along. He is the God of order, systems, and processes. Of course, we don't have God's ability to see the end from the beginning, but if we want to follow his example by establishing and maintaining order in our businesses, we can still look ahead and make plans. Take one business quarter as a starting point. Establish three meaningful goals that will have a major impact on your business over the next 90 days. Write them down and communicate them to your staff. When everyone can see the goals and direction of your company, morale will improve and a sense of purpose will be created, even in difficult circumstances. Follow God's example, establish your plans, and watch your business improve as your goals are achieved. Proverbs 4.26. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Hey, Martha and I are talking about how family core values, establishing family core values can help you keep your priorities in place. We talked about priorities last week and a little bit this week. God, number one, your spouse, if you've got one, number two, your family and your children, number three, then work and other ministry as number four. But in order to keep those in, you need some decision filters, Martha, don't you? In order to be able to keep from interfering with that priority list, that priority list. Yes. I think it's important to go through a time of assessment and um, with your spouse or on your own if you're single and really say, these are some things that I want to stick to. So when I have things come up in my life that I need to make a decision about, whether I'm going to be involved in it or be on a board or whatever I want to do, does it fit with my 
um, the things I've already set out that God has convicted me of. All right. So we like to, and we learned this from Todd Hopkins at Office Pride. Yeah, and that's, yes, that's a free paid advertising. Free <laughs> unpaid. Free well, paid. Todd, I'm sending you a bill. Um, <laughs> you know, that core values in a business can also be called decision filters. Yeah. And we're talking about the same thing within a family. We're talking about filters, decision filters that help you make decisions to protect your priority list. And so you mentioned a couple before the break. What were your two? Um, honoring God. And um, preparing our children, oh no, benefiting our children in the long run. All right. I, I wanted to pick out a couple of two. I mentioned, is it necessary for the health of our marriage and our family? Mm-hmm. So, because we need to protect that at all costs. And a lot of times we'll do things that will actually hurt our family or hurt our marriage time. Uh, because we talk about all the time how marriages need to leave time for talking. Yes. And if, they're, if, if it interrupts your ability to have a conversation with your spouse about real things after the kids go to bed because it keeps the kids up too late and then you're too exhausted to have a conversation, then it's something you should just say no to. All right. But I like this one. Does it cultivate contentment? I knew you were going to pick that. Well, that's my life first. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've learned to be content, whatever the circumstances that I'm in. I've learned to get along in humble means. I've learned to get along in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of getting being filled and going hungry, both in abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's what Paul said. He had to learn to be content. And I want to teach my children and all of those I disciple, I want to teach them how to be content because this world teaches discontent and it drives people nuts. But being content allows you to just say, yeah, I can drive a 10-year-old van with 215,000 miles on it, and it doesn't bother me much. But it doesn't bother <laughs> There are days it bothers you. There are days. But well, that's why it's That's why you drive it instead of me. That's why it's cultivating That's right. I'm still learning You're the contentment learning, thing. Learning but one of the key things you just said is that's your life verse. So that's such a great segue into the part that I just have, I'm so passionate about that we need to dive into scripture. We need to find out what God has to say for our lives and then use that, use scriptures to help you come up with what your decision filters are going to be. And really, you're saying choose four or five decision filters, core family, core, core values, and tie them to scripture or find four or five verses that you that are your life verses and tie those to core values. Yes, I think a lot of people have scripture that resonates with them. And there's a reason for that. It's something that God has pricked their heart with or the Holy Spirit has said, this is something I want for you. And then be able to write a core value out of that or match it up with one. For instance, for instance, your life verse, my life verse is Ephesians 429. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment that it may give grace to those who hear. And that's your, that is your life verse because words of affirmation is your number one love language. It means a lot to you. Yes. And see that verse resonated with me. I didn't sit down and go, I'm going to pick out a verse that's going to be my core value, but ultimately it is who I am. And it was a challenge to me to, um, it just spoke to me. It was a scripture that just came alive and said, this is part of who Martha is. So I need to memorize that verse. Sure. That would be great. So let's talk about a few more other verses. Okay, a few, okay. few more other ones? A few more other ones. Because I, I have one more decision filter I want to say that I think is really okay, important. tell me. It, does it feed generosity? Mm, because giving is one of your core values. It is. Giving, and really, we really learned, after going through Crown Ministries in 1999, we really learned God's perspective on finances and feeding generosity. My parents were always generous, but it was being able to, really, that it's something that fed me, I love to give things away. Yes, you do. And you know what? I just want to interject something else here that I didn't even think about. This is really cool. 
I know that that I said, you know, giving is one of your core values because you're always telling me, don't don't no, give it, honey. We no, still no, no, use no. that. I oh. do not. Because this past year, we went through an amazing book, and we're going to be talking about that again on the show again here sometime soon, Identity and Destiny. Identity and Destiny. We start talking about that again next week. Four days, Identity and Destiny. We're going to talk all about it Tuesday through Friday next week. That's right. And I think that that might be a good thing for people that this is piquing their interest to listen to and learn more about how they can, at a deeper level, figure out their core values. All right. So what you were saying is that we, as a family, we need to choose decision filters, or as we call them, family core values and decision Mm -hmm. filters, but tie them to scripture. So you've got some examples of some scripture. I do. Ephesians 4, 2, and 3. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. That has just a lot of qualities, characteristics that God is encouraging us to have. So I just thought that might be a good family one. First um, Peter 5, 7, really cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So letting go of those things that make you anxious. There's yeah. a Maranatha song from the 80s about that one. There is. There is. There's so many good Maranatha songs that are based on scripture. That's why you think of that. From the 80s. From the 80s. They were written for the 80s. They were good then. You know, there's new Maranatha stuff coming out all the time. Uh, I'm not going to be a fan. Okay. More of a mercy me kind of guy. Um, Proverbs 1430, a heart at peace gives life to the body. Have every, oh, and then we were, that was when we were talking about practicing the word no, (laughs) you know, because a heart at peace gives life to the body. When we feel stressed and drained, it's because we're not at peace. We're not um, where God wants us to be. And then um, I, the, the Proverbs for business verse that we just heard a few minutes ago really is the key to why we want to make decision filters. Proverbs 4.26, give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. So make give careful thought to what what direction you're going to go and then stick to it. And God is if God is behind it, you can make you can do it. All right. So really, if you want to leave a godly legacy with your children and with your family and to set an example, because really our marriages, our families are not just for our benefit, for the benefit of influencing society, because a strong marriage and a strong family in a neighborhood can impact an entire neighborhood out of example. But in order to do this, you need to be intentional. And why not be intentional? If if everybody's supposed to be intentional with their businesses, why wouldn't you be intentional with the more important part of society, your family, Mm -hmm. and, and be intentional on the things that help you make good decisions? Those are those are great questions. And I think one of the things that I always um, think about with raising kids is our end goal is for them to be responsible, God-fearing adults. So we need to be that example for them by having God as a priority, having our spouse as a priority, and then being able to talk with them about why we are going to do certain things and not going to do certain things. All right. So tonight on Facebook, you'll post the decision filter choices that we've come up with and some of those scripture verses. Yes, I will. I can All right. do that. That'd be a great thing because we're running out of time. I know. All right. Tomorrow night's show is another bring your parent to work show. Everybody's coming in town. So I wanted to make sure I got my family involved in the show. Tomorrow night, my father-in-law, Ted Ains, will be coming on the show and really talk about his experience of how he incorporated his faith into his Business and he was a professional photographer for years. And uh, so Martha's dad will be joining me on the air. Martha will be working because it's Christmas Eve. That's right. All you last minute shoppers, come see me. All right. We keep talking about Christ followers on the show. And the question is, are you a Christ follower? Have you ever come to a place in your life where you realized that you needed a savior and that you trusted in Jesus Christ to become Lord of your life? If you want to know more and start your year off right, 
email me or Martha, Jim at IWorkForHim.com, Martha at IWorkForHim.com, and we will talk to you about how you can come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We're Christ followers who own our own business, but ultimately, I work for him.